Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge Prestige Podcast. There's a couple of new things, as you can see. Our set is a little bit different. Uh, it is getting a makeover. We're not completely done with it, but aren't the pink walls so cute? And this is my first show since I turned a big 5-1, 41. Producer James says he's going to trade me in for a younger version of me. They don't make it, they don't make it, many like me, James. It takes about 50, 60, 70, 100, 1,000 bitches to do what this one bitch can do by herself. So, yes, and this is episode number 97. We're almost at 100, you guys. Uh, I don't, are we doing anything? You know, right now I'll sit here and I'll say we're going to do some celebration for 100th, our 100th episode, but then I'll forget and we won't. So, anyways, um, any show announcements, Producer James? Um. Uh. Not really. Just uh, if you, know. you uh, look us up on Patreon, we're actually getting ready to redo our Patreon packages. Um, we've been discussing that, so we're thinking some really cool things to get you guys to send us money for, and then we'll send you a little some something, something. Well, it's con uh, content merch, merch, you know, some stuff. merch, merch. Because you know you want a T-shirt with my face on it. Like who doesn't? Producer James, you know, you all want to. Oh, I'd wear two. He would wear it, I think, for Christmas because now, you know, you can get socks, shoes, uh, ties, everything with, like, photos of people or of yourself on them. Do they sell condoms with pictures of people on them? That's about the only way I'd get you anywhere near my dick. So. <laughs> <sighs> But see, people always think that it's me. See, it's him. <laughs> I'm just loud when I do say things that are derogatory or petty. He's not as loud. So people just assume it's always me. It's this motherfucker over here who's always doing things to irritate me, annoy me, make me act a fool. Then I look like the angry black woman. The white man always trying to bring us down. We can't have nothing. I mean, nothing at all. So uh, anyway, if you are a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It is time for the gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty. And that's probably true, too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. Look, COVID, you're really affecting my materials for the gab because with all of these restrictions celebrities are not doing as much as they used to do which is making you know the gab a little bit hard i feel like when i'm sitting down thinking of things to uh, report or talk about i'm like but we've already talked about that i mean the celebrities are repeating the same stupid things that they've been doing because it's like we can't go nowhere else so i mean we still in this one spot so we're just going to do that again um, but we've got a few things on here for you. Uh, one of the things I wanted to discuss because producer James and I've talked about this is that a lot of white voice actors who are providing the voice for character animated characters of color are stepping down from those positions because they want those positions now to be filled by act voice actors of color. Why? You didn't care last year. I mean, last year you gave zero fucks about it. But now that it's all of this Black Lives Matter and your ass is scared, you're going to get fired because people are complaining about that. I know producer James has um, 
a lot. Here's I'm not gonna even lie. I think the fact that if you are a white voice actor voicing, you know, a a black, let's just say a black character, and if I don't even realize that you're white. You're doing a pretty goddamn good job. You should keep your job. Because if you, like, okay, for example, Cleveland. Like, Cle you look, I thought that was someone that my dad knew. Like, he sounds like someone that my dad grew up with. You, I really, and when you told me it's Seth MacFarlane, right? No, 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 it's someone else. No, it's uh, uh, Mike Henry. I'm like, he is really good. I mean, he. <laughs> and he's a nerdy looking white guy, too. But, to, look, I'm sorry. To me. If I get the opportunity to voice a white character and all of a sudden it's white lives matter, I'm still keeping my job because I still have bills to pay. But I don't, part of being an actor is that you become someone else. You're not yourself. So, okay, so Zoe Zeldana, you know, she liked to play every race except for the race that she actually is. She even was as a green person, you know? I don't think she's going to not play green characters because she's not green. I think it's one of those things where like, especially with Cleveland, they, um, a white guy doing the voice of Cleveland and then doing a lot of like really hard black jokes. Yeah. I guess all of a sudden now people are offended by it because they know that he's black and I'm just like, but the character, the character is is black. black. Yes. And the voice fits him perfectly. Who cares who made the voice? I'm going to have to agree with producer James on this one because you are an actor. When you are an actor, you are playing the role of someone that you're not, regardless of the color of your skin. It's the same thing like in Dallas Buyers Club when Jared Leto played a a gay guy. Yeah. He's not gay, but should that role only go to No, because he's an actor. Therefore, he has transformed himself. Look, Jared Leto played the fuck out of that character right there. He he really did did a good job. So it's it's one of those things where it's like everyone's so hypersensitive. I got to say that this one, this one is a little bit silly. I think it is, especially because it's animated. Exactly. It's a cartoon. Here's the thing. You're not even really supposed to know. You know what I mean? Like who, who is voicing the actors? You know, you have to put that on the cast list. But I mean, if you if well there, for a long, long time, um, you would only ever know a voice actor if it was like a big a star, a big star, right? Exactly. Which didn't happen very often, right? But now, because voice actors and animation has become such a, a strong medium, right? You you do you learn you right. learn people like Tara Strong, you do mm-hmm. learn about um you know uh, Maurice Lamarche, uh, mm-hmm. Phil Lamar, you you know all these people, right? Because they've done a bunch of things and they do voice acting. See, I mean. The Boondocks, for example, you know, actress Regina King voices the role of both of the stars, Huey and uh, Riley. Yep, they're boys. She ain't a boy. Does that mean she has to quit her job because she's providing the voice for two male characters? You see how it is? It's like, oh, well, no, that doesn't count. Well, then it shouldn't count the other way either. Bart Simpson's voice has been a woman his entire career. I mean. So that's double. Like, she ain't yellow. <laughs> Bobby Hill was voiced by uh, a woman, too, Pamela Adlon. So it's like, it's, you know, I hate to go way back. You think about the theater where once upon a time, all of the actors were men and they had to portray women. That's part of being a fucking actor. Yeah, it's kind of a, I, I, 
animation, I think, should get a pass. I, I agree. Really. I, I agree. Now, it's not like when you have, uh, what is that one girl's name? I cannot think. Emma Stone. When she and uh, who, who else was it? I think I want to say it was Scarlett Johansson played roles, were given roles that were for characters that were supposed to be of color because they were playing real-life roles. Right. Um, I think Emma Stone was playing uh, a, someone who was of Asian descent. Like, man, they really went far left on that one. Like, there's nothing Asian about Emma Stone at all, except for Stone and maybe a Stone massage. That's Asian. I don't know. But it's just like, how did they put that together? Like, I don't understand why they did that. Yeah, that's a. Uh, um... Well, you remember, want someone who's going to bring in the most money, but damn. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and and in real life, like you can't get Scarlett Johansson to play a role that would go to Viola Davis, right? Like, it, then it's offensive because yeah. you're putting somebody in white or blackface. Yeah, um, yeah. But cartoons, man. Hey, cartoons. I think I, I believe that cartoons, voice acting, all of that should get a pass. I mean. Now that we're sitting here thinking about it, it's making me think of all this silly shit. Just like, okay, the person who provided the voice of Falcor, the good luck dragon, he wasn't no dragon. He's a person. So now we got to find a real good luck dragon to voice the voice of the good luck dragon? We got to find real made-up shit. Yeah, we got to find real made-up shit. Okay, here's the meat. Okay, guys, 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 guys. So. I want to make a movie, a reboot of the Garbage Pail Kids. Okay, okay. So, are all the characters gonna be little people? Well, I think they'd have to be. Yeah, they kind of do. But, but, but the Hobbit was not. Played yeah, no, by little no, people. Okay, now look, Elijah Wood is short, but he's not <laughs> Hobbit short in real life, and you know damn well he doesn't have big ass feet like that. It's, it, it's, you know, when it starts. When people's beliefs start affecting the arts. Well, then you get like the Oscars who have a new rules that says to be best picture. I think you have to have so much diversity here. You must be telling a story of certain, I think, either racial importance or societal importance. Like you start, <sighs> yeah, you start making art have to like check the boxes. I don't I think it's art anymore. Then you take away from art. It's just not art, you know? All right, moving right along to art. Khloe Kardashian and that forever changing fucking face of hers. I mean... That's somebody who should, like, secure an actor to play them because it's pretty much a cartoon character now. I mean, it's it's so bad that now her fans are even turning on her. Like, you don't even look like Khloe anymore. And there was... She actually posted a video to Instagram, and she's in this bodysuit... And she's walking away, and that butt looks like she has on a very used adult Depends. Like, it doesn't look right at all. I'm just like... Was it, like, saggy? Or was it, like, misshapen? It's misshapen. I, I, don't, I don't know who did that plastic surgery, but the butt needs a little bit of help. But, basically, Khloe Kardashian has confirmed that she... Is back with her baby daddy, Tristan Thompson. So, which is fine. Okay, that's fine. We all know that. Uh oh, knocked my mic off. About to get a notice from producer James. We all remember the cheating scandals. Not one, not two, but three cheating scandals with Tristan Thompson. Um, the last one being uh, a kiss that was shared between he and Jordan Woods, who used to be 
Kylie Jenner's best friend, and she was really close to all of the Kardashians. They tried to end that girl. This is what I don't understand about women. They wanted to end that girl, okay? They didn't want her to work. They didn't want her to be on planet Earth anymore. But it's okay to have Tristan Thomas and his fucking koala bear looking ass be that part of the family. Why do women do that? Why? I don't get... Like, if you're going to forgive the guy, forgive the girl, too. I... I out of a world of 8 billion people, yeah. I don't know why people give them that chance again. Or, or just that, why is it that important? You know? I mean, my thing is that, yes, okay, you can forgive a person. And once you forgive a person, you can choose to continue to have a relationship with them or not have a relationship with them. But it's like, why is it that the dicks always win and the vaginas always have to lose? You know what I mean? I, I think that I... I don't know. It's it's just kind of sad that they just see. And if you talk to a dude, a dude will say, "Man, the women win all the time." No, like no. Each of us look at the other, thinking they're getting a better deal. No, we have to walk around with a fucking scarlet A on our foreheads for the rest of our lives. And Tristan Thompson just keeps the keeps on dicking down, eating eucalyptus. Yes, and what is it that koala bears have? Gonorrhea or is it syphilis? Oh yeah, one of yeah, because he looks like a koala bear. I'm sorry, like I'm just like, (laughs) if koala bears ever became humans, there's the prototype right there with Tristan. So yeah, am I glad that they're back together? Look, if it makes you happy, Chloe, absolutely. But I do think you guys should give Jordan another chance too, if you're gonna let Tristan Thompson and his. We only know of three times that he cheated. I'm sure there's been more. So, I mean, y'all give Jordan another chance. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, So I was thinking, I was scrolling through Facebook, and this question always pops up um, about fictional characters' deaths that just rocked you to your absolute core, okay? I've got some. One of them being um, the book, not not the book, but it's a book and a movie, The Bridge to Terabithia. They didn't have to do that little girl like that. They did not let, they, they, like, I feel like she didn't have to die. Uh, what was her name? I can't even, I think, that's one of my favorite movies. And I cannot think of the name of any of the people, the characters right now, okay? But they didn't have to let that little girl die. Look. Y'all could have let she, look, okay, okay. Here's what could have happened. She was on the rope. If you've seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. They used the rope to cross the little, it wasn't a river. It was kind of like a a pond-ish. It was was a ditch. Ditch, ditch. but it was a big ditch. Mm. And they would, you know, use the rope to cross that so they can go over to Terabithia. Well, during the time, what was her name, Producer James? Anna Sophia. That's oh. the that's the actress. What was Le- her? Oh, Who? Leslie Burke. Yes, Leslie. Okay. So the day that Leslie decided to go by herself because, what's the little boy's name? Uh, Jesse. Jesse, thank you. Because Jesse went to the museum with his girl crush teacher. And the pond, the little river, the I don't know what the fuck that was, was high and she drowned. I mean... Y'all could have just let her fall and maybe land on her neck and she could have been a quadriplegic all her life. 
Well, you got like a thousand mythical creatures like right across the creek. Why can't one of Why them help Why can't one her? of them save her? I mean, they were real, right? Yes. I don't. Okay. That one rocked me. To, that was one of the ones that I was like, wait, 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 wait. No, she's not dead. She's not dead. Like, really, I had to, I was in denial in the movie theater. And I kept waiting at any moment. I'm like, okay, she's going to come back to live in Terabithia. They didn't even let her come back to live in Terabithia, the fictional place where nothing's really real. I thought for sure her ghost would haunt Terabithia or something like that. Thought it'd be like Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Comes back as a princess or something. That one just, that one rocked me to my core. Another character, of course, Sirius Black in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Y'all just can't let Harry have nothing. Y'all just don't want Harry to have a family. You know, he finally hooks up with his godfather. His godfather gets out of prison. And he's getting ready to, you know, hey, I have a parent. This is the person that my dead parents, the ones who died by the hands of Voldemort, they wanted me to be with him. This was their best friend. Then y'all let him die too? By his cousin, man? That one shook me to my core. You know, I, I, I was sad that Sirius died, but I was heartbroken for Harry. Oh, I boohooed. How about you, Producer James? Because you cry now at your movies. Well. 300. Yep. When Leonidas died, that crushed me. Even knowing the story. Yeah, okay, so you knew the story. You knew he was going to die. I mean, you read Harry Potter. Actually, I had not read The Order of the oh. Phoenix before I saw the movie. Okay. Yeah. So Leonidas, for sure. I mean, old Yeller, that it's a dog, <sighs> but that dog dying just crushed me. And there was... She Where the red fern grows. Well, God, yeah. That was a double whammy. That was a double whammy. Um, the only other movie that really, like, really affected me long-term was um, uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. We always talk about that goddamn scene with that old lady on that suitcase. And she didn't die in the movie, but man, when she's sitting there on that stump, basically saying, "They took my house." Oh, just that one really gets. Oh me, man, it, it hits just, me. I don't know why. Yeah, it it, it gets um, some good. You know what? When uh, recently really hit me. What? Uh, when when Rambo's uh, is what is his goddaughter or is a uh, when she died? Yeah. That was like I didn't expect that. I didn't see that one coming. You know, I just feel like if I'm sliced alone, I'm at least 70, I got to drive, not even take a flight. I got to drive all the way to Mexico. I got to kill people, a lot of people, to rescue this girl who's not really a blood relative. I get her. We're on the way back. We somehow made it through customs, you know, with a doped up girl who was half dead in my truck. <laughs> this old man with a this doped old up man, kind of And then she just dies. And I'm like thinking, I know Sylvester Stallone got some adrenaline in the back of that truck that he's about to get that needle go and bring it back to life. But she just died. It was like an empty feeling. It's just like all that happened 
so this bitch died? I'm like, bitch, you going to live. You at least about to live until we make it to the house. Like, you're not going to die. Am I... Did he have a dead person's head in the truck, too? It, it, was, it, was, it was a lot. It was just, I felt so. And there's something about old men being sad that just is so heartbreaking. Case in point, secondhand lions. Has anyone seen that? When the old... oh, No yeah. one's seen that much. Yeah. Uh, I've seen clips, yeah. but I was thinking Million Dollar Baby, as far as like old man sad, like that is one that had me fucking depressed. Like I can't really watch it anymore. I've I've watched it three times. It's such a great movie, but oh my god, he's so heartbroken that you feel it to your core. I just found a list. And okay. I don't want to go through all of them, but I'm going to hit the ones that really got me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they did until I just read it. John Coffey from The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoic from How to Train Your Dragon. The second one? Did you ever see that uh, one? I think I only watched the first. Um, the Iron Giant. When he... Vin Diesel plays the Iron Giant. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, and, well, and I'll give you my last one Logan Wolverine from Logan. That fucked me up. You took all the medicine. No, yeah, bitch, to save y'all little badasses. He took all of the medicine to save all these kids that are not even his kids. You might be his kid. Yes, that was horrible. That we were was, in the movie theater man. crying. Yeah, that was that was rough. Wolverine is not supposed to die. Well, and not like that. Well, like what what got me was like right when he's just about to die because he's never died. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he you know, died, died. Like, they killed the fuck out of him. In oh, that as one. soon as he said, this is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Heartbroken. Yeah. Heartbroken, heartbroken. So since we've depressed you for this evening, uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back, and we're going to have the queen of Versailles herself, Miss Jackie Siegel. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I am so excited that I get the opportunity to interview the Queen of Versailles herself, Miss Jackie Siegel. Hi, Jackie. Hi, I am so excited to be on your show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so the first time that I watched Queen of Versailles, Uh and there's this part where David describes you, and I said, you know what? That is my white spirit animal. She is my white oh my spirit God. animal. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say about me? I forgot that. Um, it was kind at heart. Uh, what else was it for Sir James? Because he looked at me. He's like, oh, that sounds like someone I know. Then you had the dog <laughs> in your lap on his back. Well, you were oh, oh, I think chair. I think he said he considers me like uh, like one of the kids. I think, <laughs> I, I think my husband does too. I, I actually I have an 18 year old daughter and I think she I always tell people she's more mature than I am. She was born at the age 35. Yeah. Like she's just mature. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> well, so can well, I'll you tell, tell you one thing. Uh-huh. My, my husband, um, he's, um, we're 30 years apart in age uh-huh. and he had six kids before I even met him. Uh-huh. And, um, and they're all older than me, so maybe he does think of me. No, it, all I was... of the I didn't realize all of his kids were older than you. Yeah, all of them. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And I didn't realize it was six. For some odd reason, I thought it was four. Huh. Uh, well, four um, naturally, and then um, he raised, um, he has two stepdaughters. Okay. But he considers them, you know, his because, I mean, he raised them. Okay. And, 
yeah and uh and then we had seven together and we adopted one right so we we have eight, eight um together so does jack is it jackwell your niece John does, she, Quill. does she still uh -huh. live with you guys oh yeah, yeah. okay okay good yeah okay. she actually likes it um living living here yeah, i bet <laughs> she, she does she, she, she said it's be, uh, much better than being with a homeless mom on a park bench. I bet so. So Jackie, let me ask you, what were you like as a child? Um, you know, I was actually shy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I always had like a little bit of a adventure in mm -hmm. me, like w wanting to explore. Um, but, but also, um, I was practical. Like, um, I, I, I knew like I, I was a hard worker. I, I used to like um, have garage sales and um, you know, anything to kind of make, make money like right. um, babysitting, um, shoveling uh, people. I, I grew up in upstate New York, like, so shoveling um, um, snow, mm -hmm. like, you know, on people's driveways, if it's uh, snowed, you know, just trying to be innovative, you know, in right. that way. And I think and, when and, people... independent. I think when people see the Queen of Versailles, they are surprised because they they have seen this image of you. And then we watch the documentary and we're like, okay, she okay, she's a total girl boss. You're college mm -hmm. educated, you, you know, worked in corporate America, and then mm -hmm. you decided to become a model. So how much do you think that the modeling industry has changed from when you first got started? Well, um, back when I, when I was doing it, it was like, it, it was kind of like, you're lucky to get a job, like, you know, and it's like, it's kind of spotty. Mm -hmm. But then if you get if you get like one great job, all of a sudden, you could be a supermodel, right? But it, it, it's like kind of but that's like one in a million, right? So, um, but I think um, with all the um like extra tv shows or mm -hmm. hulu and everything there's a need for more and more actors and, and and people modeling and doing commercials so i think there's a lot more work with so many different avenues out there right i mean back when i grew up we only had a couple stations and i mean we and we didn't even have like remote controls we had mm -hmm. to go up and actually turn the, the, the i remember channel. those days <laughs> we didn't even have cell phones or laptops yeah I mean, yeah none crazy. of that yeah so yeah so so now with the the change with the information age um there's just a need for um more and more people that, that want to be out there and, and acting and modeling and and I and one thing like so and I produce beauty pageants, mm -hmm. so I, I produce Mrs. Florida and host Mrs. America and Mrs. World and, um, and it works out great for me because uh, they, they I give people opportunity right to go out there and um and and get jobs and get discovered you know right. like I'm an avenue to get people discovered basically. Well, if you want to have anyone discover me, Jackie, I'm totally down with that. <laughs> well, what, what state do you live in? I live in Texas. Well, you got to enter Mrs. Texas. I might have to. Oh, wait, I'll have to do the uh, Mrs. Texas plus size version, but uh, no, I'm fine. totally with it. <laughs> well, I'll create a pageant just for you. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay, so let me ask you, when you and David first met, what, what drew you to him? Um, no, uh, I wasn't drawn to him. Um, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> no, I was, no, I, I was actually going through a divorce and at a very down, like kind of dark time in my life. Like it was, a, and, and, and most divorces end up being brutal, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just the nature of, of, of what they are. Right. And, and I didn't I want to date. I didn't want to see any, you know, like meet people or do anything. Um, but I, I was still running my Mrs. Florida pageant and my, one of my winner, it was her birthday. And she's please come up to my birthday party mm-hmm. to Orlando. I lived in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did, and I was at the party and, um, I had a little baby Victoria in my arms. I was a single mom mm-hmm. and my um, David Siegel walks through the door, which and he he said he fell in love at first sight. Oh, I bet he did. Like he didn't care if I was married or not married. Right. He just saw me holding the baby in this little black dress, and and he just never stopped calling me or like he just like uh, and he and like he um you know kissed me on the like like when he left and it's like oh, okay. He knew that he had <laughs> to have you. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day he drove down, you know, he came back over and then he drove down to Fort Lauderdale when I went back and it's like, well, like he's pretty determined. Mm -hmm. And so finally, after a month of him pursuing me, I kind of like fell in love with like his, his love for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and and I saw the, like the inside, cause he was a lot older than me, but like, and, and, um, and, and yeah, I just fell in love with the person that he was, you know? Right. So, right. And, and he actually had a, like a small resort, like, well, he had three, three resorts in Orlando at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he lived like in a, a modest home, a 200, like $30,000 house. So he really, yeah. And yeah. So we, wait a minute. Um, he lived in a little house. And yeah. then, because, you know, when we think about the houses you guys live in, we think about, you know, the houses in the documentary. So I'm really surprised that he just lives such a modest lifestyle. He, uh, he doesn't, I mean, he still drives a thrifty car. Real? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Like he doesn't, uh, he doesn't care about like, uh, flashy things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but so, so when I met him, like, it was just like, we just had like a normal life. He wasn't, he wasn't a billionaire or, or anything back then. Okay. Okay. And, and we lived in a three bedroom house. It was actually four bedrooms, but um, I used one of the bedrooms for a closet. I knew you were so. going to say that. <laughs> Cause yeah. I, I've seen how you shop and I'm like, oh. I know she's about to say a closet. So, you know, I, Oh my God. My husband's going through my credit card bills right now. So right now. Okay. So yeah. uh, you tell him that you're on the phone with the president and he'll have to fuss at you later <laughs> about the credit card. Bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, I watched you and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what was her wedding like? What What was your wedding like with to David? Well, um, it was kind of crazy because um, it was, um, we, we had this uh, uh, cocktail like party before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, we, we had just gotten, like, well, well, we had, we actually had the ceremony. Um, half the people couldn't come because 
it was like the worst flu of, of the the whole season. Oh wow. Yeah, so so half the people weren't weren't there. But we invited like 500 people, so we still had like 250 people. Yeah, it's so, a I mean, pretty big wedding. It, 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 yeah, so it, so it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't like bad, you know. Right. And then, and then, so we got married. The, 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 the you know, uh, putting on the ring and the kissing and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we sent um everyone out by the pool at the resort um to have um cocktails and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then we were gonna have dinner after. So. When they went down for cocktails, we had like this huge sailboat by the pool that we built with, with a, like a movie screen on it oh, and nice. just showing images of like how when, when we met and mm-hmm. our you know our lives and all. And and we had but they had like caviar and lobster. It was so extravagant. Mm-hmm. And then then we and in, in the meantime, me and my husband were were doing our wedding photos, and then we were supposed to meet everyone for the banquet. You know for the, the, the main dinner. Mm-hmm. So we get up there and, and then another 50% of the people left because they thought that the pool party was the, the wedding dinner. Because oh, there was so okay. much food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the one at the dinner, like half the people were already gone. They're like, we were full <laughs> from just the appetizers. We got full but, but they and thought left. That was that, they thought that was it. They didn't know that there was another... Uh, <laughs> But there was just appetizers. Right, 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 right. So, oh my God. I personally have this big obsession with Marie Antoinette. I even have a tattoo of her on my foot. So, oh I always my told God. My, I, I, I did a photo shoot of, well, dressed like her. I, that, I, that's what I, I want to do. Um, that's, I, I'm like, I've got to do a photo shoot like that. So, can, I'm just, can, can, I'm so fascinated wait, by her. Can we hold on? Sherry, uh, my assistant's here. Can you send her the picture of me looking like Marie Antoinette? Oh, please the, the do. One. <laughs> the one I did, um, it's in that big book. Oh, okay. Yeah, from um, from Camille, the designer. Oh, you're going to love it. Wait a minute. What designer did you just say? Camille, is it Camille Flawless? Yeah, Camille Flawless. I love her dresses. How do you know Camille? Well, I don't know her, nor So I was watching a show and they had one of the actresses had on a dress by Camille. So I went to her website and my husband was actually in Vegas. I'm like, I need you to go by her shop and see no if way. I can afford to have any of her dresses. But she's such a fabulous designer. I, I love is. her. So, yeah, so I did, I did the most amazing photo shoot with her. Oh, awesome. And, uh, you should send her like all, all the pictures. Yes, yes, the more yeah. the merrier. So let me yeah. ask you, I, you know, I told my husband, I said, James, I want to live in Versailles. He was like, Keisha, that's not a possibility. <laughs> and oh then God. all of a sudden I'm like, who the heck is this woman named the Queen of Versailles? I thought I was going to be the Queen of Versailles. And Aww. then I watched a documentary and I'm like, but I love her. I, I love Jackie. Aww. Like, how can you not? So let me ask you. Yeah. What made you say, okay, we're just going to build our own version of Versailles? Well, what happened was um, after we got married, um, me and my husband, we, we went on a honeymoon and it was kind of like a, a, a little bit of a disaster. Uh-oh. Be- yeah, be- because because he, he had gotten the flu from someone from our, our wedding. Oh. And so we had to like, like, we went to the Bahamas at the Atlantis and uh, yeah, so he, I mean, he was so sick and, and so we just had to come home and he says, honey, I'm going to make it up, up to you. 
well, we'll do the honeymoon like next year. Mm -hmm. And, and so then we did, we went to uh, France mm -hmm. uh, for our honeymoon. And while we were there, we toured Versailles. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, we were still living in the three-bedroom house. Mm -hmm. um, and I um, didn't really um, uh, have any concept. I mean, I was still driving the, the car that I owned, that I bought, you know, from, um, you know, my, my, before him. Right. And, and, and it's not like he ever gave me any like like big jewelry and stuff and he was always thoughtful and, and very providing for me mm -hmm. um but um <clears throat> i didn't realize like the you know he was becoming so wealthy and right so so he um after seeing versailles and i actually got pregnant over there nice in uh, in france <laughs> on our on our second honeymoon mm -hmm. <laughs> that um he said, you know, we've, we were on, on the, uh, the plane, of uh, uh, a commercial flight, mm -hmm. flying um, back to America. And he says, you know, he says, we're getting, we're, our family's growing. He, he says, I want to build you a house um, that can accommodate our family. Mm -hmm. And, and he starts drawing it on the back of a napkin, of a little cocktail napkin. Mm -hmm. And, and he says, we're going to have to give it a name and i'm from upstate new york and i said who the hell names like their 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 house you know yeah <laughs> people in the south <laughs> yeah. yeah so um i mean i never heard of naming a house i mean mm -hmm. like and except like you know the white house or you know yeah, yeah like, like the, some stately right homes and and he says, you know what, we just saw Versailles and that was my inspiration. He said, we're going to call it Versailles. Wow. And it's like, well, okay, whatever you want, honey. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> and uh, so we broke um, ground and, uh, uh, you know, we, we just got a nice little piece of land. And and then, then I met the documentary um, people, mm -hmm. Lauren Greenfield and, and stuff. And. And they wanted to do a documentary on building the the home. Mm -hmm. We didn't know it was the largest home in America at mm -hmm. the time. It's ninety thousand square feet, correct? Yeah, and it's it's going to be a little bit little bit more than that because we've added like other things to it. So but, there's um, enough like, room like for me house. if I come to Florida. I can stay with you guys, right? Yeah, you know. Okay, in awesome. fact, uh, we need to keep you on our our list when we do the opening of the house. Uh, yes. Yeah. We could do another podcast from there. You that know? would be fabulous. <laughs> we will come but right I know on in to Texas, Florida. Homes and stuff. That would but, be great. Uh, yeah. So, Jackie, there's one part of the documentary where um, you take us inside of a storage unit where you have started buying things so that you can put into um, the house. And yeah. I had my husband watch it uh, last week, and I was just like, I want that. I want that, that, that. I said, see, I said, Jackie doesn't just have one of something. I, I, I you know, know, I said, it's the same as me, because I'm like, see, James, I'm not the only woman. Like, when you like something, you're like, okay, I want, like, two I or get 20. All of it. Exactly. <laughs> so let me ask you this before we go into a break. Outside okay. of your home, what is the most okay. expensive item that you own? Ooh, <laughs> maybe a private jet. 
Um, I'm willing to bet that probably is it too. <laughs> so, okay. All right, so we're <laughs> gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come right back with Jackie Siegel. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I have my guest, Jackie Siegel, the queen of Versailles, here with us this evening. So we talked a little bit about the documentary. And during the documentary, we get to we get to meet your whole entire family. We get to meet your pets. Y'all don't need any more lizards nor fish, Jackie. <laughs> oh, well, well, you know, uh, we, we had a snake in our pool this morning. No. Actually, a, a, a cat and mouse. Yeah. Oh, oh, those are venomous, right? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, scary. Uh, we got to meet your staff and everything. So tell us about each one of your kids. Well, um, my son, Daniel, um, he just won the um, uh, UTV, which is world championship, which is like utility, utility vehicle world championship. Okay, nice. Like, like you know, those four wheelers yes. that people drive around in the, on the south. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He just got first runner up. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And and it was his first time racing. And and the guy that beat him, he was a forty five year old man. And, and how old is uh, your son? Uh nineteen. Yeah. Or he uh, just turned twenty. Okay. So yeah, so and, and it was his first race. So um I, I'm really proud of him and That's a huge accomplishment. I, I almost, yeah, I almost feel like he should um get like someone to sponsor him or something you know that, yes. that can benefit from his success and yeah most he, definitely and, and he can keep getting better yeah because he's he's very dedicated and stuff and then i have twins okay um they're they're uh, 13 years old they um they actually um they, they wrote a, a, a little book for for teenagers about a, one of our dogs it's called oliver uncollared oh, cool. and, and yeah and it's on amazon Okay, so, I'm gonna check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's like for teenagers. It's just a, a, a fictional book, but we, all our names are are in the book. Okay, yeah, kind of kind of easy reading, you know. And then, um, oh, one thing I did do because there's so many people like wherever I go in the world, mm-hmm. and like I've been to China, I've been to the Middle East and um, Hungary, and uh, people come up to me and they say. You're the queen of Versailles, queen of Versailles. No matter what language, they can still say mm-hmm. queen of Versailles. And and everyone always wants to know, like, what happened after the movie? Like, mm-hmm. what what happened next? Mm-hmm. So I, I do have, a, like, I made my own documentary. Yes. Um, on my cell phone. Okay. Um, so it's not, like, professionally done. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have lighting and mic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um. But it's for free, and it's on YouTube. And this and is the Princess of Versailles, correct? The Princess of Versailles, okay. yeah. Okay. And, and that goes through. Uh, it shows um, how the drug epidemic affected us as surviving parents to a child uh, that the died of a drug overdose. So the Princess of Versailles is about your daughter, Victoria, who mm-hmm. um, we all got to meet during the Queen of Versailles. Um, unfortunately she, she passed away when, what do you hope viewers take away from watching the princess of Versailles? Because I have to say when people think about David and Jackie Siegel and all of these huge accomplishments and the lifestyle, you know, Mm -hmm. when you hear Victoria's story, I think that so many more people can relate 
to that. You know what I well, mean? It's, it, well, the, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and the focus of our life has now changed mm -hmm. um, to um, saving other people's lives um, from the drug epidemic. Right. Um, and I'm hoping that no, like, uh, less and less parents have to go through the loss um, like, like we had. Right. And so what's, uh, and we're spending like, um, that's where our focus with our, our time and, and money are right now. That's and, right. Um, and, and with, we were making um, great strides because um, we, we passed this bill called the CARA Act, which um, it, it, it's like a, got a big long name, but, mm -hmm. but, it, but the, basically what it is, is, is it got the money from the government to provide Narcan to all of the first responders, such, such as police officers. Okay. So the police officers um, have been telling me that uh, uh, they, they, use, they use it so often. Um, in fact, in Orlando, they used it over 2,000 times just in the first year that I, I got the Narcan provided to them. Mm. So, um, so I knew that I was saving lives at that point. Mm -hmm. And my husband's like, you know, we got to keep moving forward. We got to keep educating people. Um, right. Let them know that about the fentanyl. I yeah. mean, um, I, I went to speak up in um, Rochester, New York, at my hometown, mm -hmm. and. And, and marijuana um, is probably one of the safest things to do. Like it's it's a plant. Like it's yes, uh -huh. it, it's even, it's even safer than alcohol. Mm -hmm. But when it's laced with fentanyl, right. it can be deadly. Mm -hmm. And and I went up to go um, speak about the drug epidemic and and about things getting laced with fentanyl mm -hmm. up in Rochester. Mm -hmm. And the day before I got there, I mean, seven um, kids students had, had died of fentanyl laced marijuana wow and and it, it just was it's just so sad so but but had they known and i had i been there the day before to let them know that um street drugs are being laced and and and, and they're selling things that they're not like like it, it's not what it is you know right exactly like, like maybe they'll get like tea leaves like you know <laughs> like with yeah. Yeah, yeah and put fentanyl in it and make yeah. you think it's think it's uh marijuana you know and what it's I mean? something so deadly and they have no idea yeah so i watched the princess of Versailles, and i gotta tell you the one part when you take us into victoria's room and her shoes are still there and you put your feet in her shoes I oh, oh yeah. And because you know what? I just like I felt that I'm a mom and yeah. just that one act I I just resonated because you know what? I'm like I would have done the same thing. You know, I I, I just yeah. it's just something unspoken. So how do you cope with the loss of Victoria? Well, you know, it's it's very difficult. Um in fact, those shoes are still sitting there. Mhm. Mm yeah. 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 And um I haven't like really allowed the, I, I, like anyone to go and clean the room or anything. So everything's mm -hmm. basically as she left it. Right. And, uh, um, and it was tough, but, uh, uh, basically the way that I'm coping is, uh, by uh, getting out there and talking about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when, when she passed away, it was like headlines, like every yeah. news people wanted to talk to me and, 
like the Good Morning America. Um, she, uh, she, uh, her our pictures from the funeral were on the cover of the New York Post. Everything, but they were all kind of like mocking me, and because because back then people didn't talk about uh, uh, drug related deaths. Well, you know what you. So I know you got a lot of heat because people wanted you, I guess, to mourn the way that they would, which everyone mourns differently, but they were kind of vicious. And um, you're right. A lot of times well, when someone passes away from a drug overdose, people don't want people to know. But mm -hmm. I'm glad that you are saying this is what happened. This happened to my child. You know what I mean? And you've taken that and turned it into something so big and that saving well, so many. Yeah, and, and you know, um, also um, when she she passed away and it was just so sudden. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, my husband's Jewish and I'm, I'm converted, but like we have to bury the person in 24 hours. So it's not like we really had time to prepare and cope with, you know, right. how are we doing that? Right. And, and then the the press, I mean, they they were like mad at me because I um, took a picture of her casket. But if it was their child, people it was the do that memory. now, though. If it was the, your last, oh, they, and yeah. they actually put that that picture. They took a picture of the casket too, and they put it on the cover of the New York Post. You know, wow. So I mean, so they're doing it, but it's not okay for me. You know. Yeah. And I was I was taking a private picture just for me to for remember you the exactly moments before my daughter went into the ground. Right. And 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 they were bullying me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, and the bullying is what um for um uh, encouraged my daughter to do the drug overdose. And uh, if she wasn't bullied, uh, she never would have, uh, well, she could have still died of a drug overdose, but th th this particular time um, pushed her to do it. And and that was, she was being bullied by her boyfriend's ex, correct? Uh, correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, let me ask you really quickly about that. Since Victoria's death, have you had any contact with her boyfriend? No, he died of a drug overdose too. How did I not know that? How how soon afterwards? Uh, like the, the like a year later. Um, oh, that's they, so they, tragic. They, they, yeah, they found his remains. Like he wanted, he got so he moved up to Tennessee and he got um, high on something weird and mm -hmm. wandered in the woods and and passed out in the woods and the animals ate him. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, that's horrible. So yeah. do you think that your relationship with your other children has gotten stronger since Victoria passed away? Well, you know, I want to say yes. I, I think, I think it's getting stronger now, mm -hmm. but, um, but there was a time cause I mean, I had, we all got our own like depressions and of course, and, and like, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I like, it was just, too hard for me to, uh, I don't know, to cope with, but, yeah. um, but, um, I say now it's, it's kind of like coming around, um, mm -hmm. much better, but I mean, I probably should have gotten like a, like a recommend, like a, anyone that loses a child or, or a loved one to get like professional yeah. counseling. Mm -hmm. And, yep. and I, I didn't, and I, I, I feel 
it would have been very helpful. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt that I was you know, like I wasn't going to go and commit suicide or something right. because of you know. So I, I felt that I, I you know just. Well, part of you has to feel you know almost dead inside because we're not supposed to lose our children. We're supposed they're supposed to bury us. So I can't right. even imagine. And then you've yeah. got the other babies and you've got mm-hmm. to be strong for them and, you know, still be the mom who's out there at the sport events and, you know, being the encourager mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's really hard. Well, um, yeah. And, and then when I do go to those events, you know, you, you see like, when, especially like in the beginning when she did, um, when it was fresh, when mm-hmm. she passed away. Yeah. You see people, oh, she's the one that lost her daughter. Her daughter was doing drugs, you know. So you ha- you have that stigma, but I decided to to um, lift myself up higher and say, yeah. And guess what? You know, um, maybe your child's doing it too. And exactly. Then, and you need yeah. to open your eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yes. So what made you decide one day that you know you're like you know what I I need to write about this? What made well, you- actually, the craziest thing, I didn't write about it my um, daughter Victoria who passed away did and so it's 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 her book that that, that, that we published and um, I just wrote like the the forward the introduction and, mm-hmm. and forward and my husband did too and um, she left a diary that no one knew not even her best friend knew about and it's a very intimate diary it, it has like it is unedited mm-hmm. we put like everything in there and uh, like it just basically uh, copied, like scanned straight from her diary and printed. And um, um, she had sent a, a, a left a message um, that in the uh, that if she didn't wake up, that she wanted me to print her diary or to publish her diary, and that um, and, and where it was. And that she knew like it could help save lives wow. and, and the and the diary uh, it, it's good for people that like especially during this covid right now mm-hmm. so many people are are falling into depression mm-hmm. yep. and doing doing if they weren't doing drugs or maybe that they're starting or or the ones that were are doing more, more. Yeah. Or, or or drinking more yeah um their, their addictions smoking more um yeah. so um so this, um, in the diary, you could see that she felt isolated, even though it wasn't under COVID restrictions, but she felt like she was just alone in, in her thoughts mm-hmm. that she's mm-hmm. not good enough. She's not worthy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, she's getting bullied. Um, and, and we, you know, we also get bullied as adults. I oh mean, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Know, and, and people talk bad behind your back and, right. this and that. So I mean, it never ends, but it's it's like a a, a strength that we all have to learn to to cope with, mm-hmm. and uh, and this book can help to like let people know that they're not alone with their their struggles, and unfortunately, she chose drugs to cope with the everything the, the, that the, was going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and she died in the end. So uh, hopefully, that that alone can be some encouragement to some people that that read this book um to to don't even try it if you have it and right and to try to stop if, if you're doing it you know what do you what do you wish people knew about victoria 
Um, well, Victoria was kind of like she she had goals and dreams, and she wanted she was like a hippie girl, mm -hmm. like uh, she wanted to fit in, and she was so mad when the the Queen of Versailles movie came out because, like, she was one of those girls that never wanted like a designer pair of shoes or clothes or anything. Mm -hmm. She wanted to wear flip flops and and like her own tie dyed t shirts to school. Mm -hmm. And and just fit in with like everyone right. and uh, and when the movie came out and they said oh oh you're that rich girl in, in that movie mm. you know and then all of a sudden the people doing drugs were like saying hey you know buy buy us some crap you know right. buy us some you know and like and yeah and they'd come over here and then uh, uh, they were stealing my purses and stuff like. So they so, two totally took advantage of Victoria, the family, yeah. just because they knew you guys were rich. So with that being said, do you ever wish that you had not done the Queen of Versailles? Um, no, I don't. Um, no, because uh, uh, for one thing, I didn't know she was doing drugs. I mean, she, um, she probably, like could have struggled anyways, but right. because of the fact that she. Um, um, since she passed away, if it wasn't for the Queen of Versailles, you we wouldn't be talking to the, today. That's, that's very true. And then you're continuing you know. to help others yeah. and save lives. What right. is life now for the Queen of Versailles? Well, I'm. Uh, we are finishing Versailles. We just got a new builder as of uh, three days ago. Okay. Um, and he's determined to finish the house in a year and a half. Nice. And we are uh, uh, in discussions now for a TV series. Okay. Which I, I can't mention which network. Okay. But uh, but, but it's it's a cable network. Okay. Um, Probably one of my favorite channels. I'm bad. Say that again. <laughs> and Jackie. I'm all, what? Say that again, Jackie. Well, I'm. Um, so it's going to be a TV show based on finishing Versailles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, and also, I'm going to be on uh, Below Deck in February, and I, and I was also on it last year. Okay, great. For the, for the Mediterranean. I was on two episodes. So we got a lot of good stuff happening, you know. So before, before we finish, can you tell our audience how they can follow you on social media, any upcoming uh, appearances that you're going to make, and also the titles of your books? Yes. Um, Okay, so my my YouTube account, my my YouTube channel, the the Facebook and Instagram, everything is the real Queen of Versailles. Okay, okay. The real Queen of Versailles. Mm -hmm. And and Versailles is V E R S A I L L E S. Mm -hmm. And then if anyone wants to find, um, look up our website for our foundation. Okay. Um. Let's see. It's is oh, I just had it right here. Oh, here it is. Oh, because uh, we we just got got the domain name. Okay. VictoriasVoiceFoundation.com. Okay, perfect. Now, Jackie, I'm gonna be looking for my invitation when the house is ready. Um, okay, so what you need to do keep in touch with Sherry because she's the okay. one that keeps me organized. But when I come, yeah. I want to stay for like a month. And we'll keep you on the list. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you, you'll love our health spa. 
Oh gosh, I'm I'm ready for all of it. I just want to walk around. I want to play with the dogs. Uh, I want to oh. go in your closet. Uh, all of that. So yeah, I need to be and there my for like birds. a month. Yeah, because I'm an animal lover myself. Yeah, my husband just told oh. me that I can't bring any more animals home um, until we move. I'm like, okay, great, Jackie. I this has been such a pleasure talking to you. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to share your story with my audience. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And tell them that I, I love them all. And okay. I just want to spread positive energy and, and just to stay strong and and um, and continue sharing the love with the other friends and everything. Absolutely. Thank you so much to the Queen of Versailles, Miss Jackie Siegel. Bye, Jackie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you be rolling down the street telling stories. Bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch, please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. I want to thank all of you for tuning in once again to the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. I want to remind you to please follow us on all social media brackets, especially Instagram and Facebook, because those are the only ones that I pay attention to at all. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the TuneIn app, Laughable app, and iHeartRadio. <clears throat> so you guys know it's time for the bitch please of the week. Um, this one right here is something special. Um, I don't even think I want to describe it. I'm going to let producer James play the clip for you guys. So here we go. Excuse me, I'm part West African. I can say nigger anytime I want. Guys, you need me in the stomach. I want to press charge. Nigger, 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 please. All right. Okay. I feel very uncomfortable right now. Here's the thing. First of all, this dude looks like fucking Puck from the real world San Francisco. He looks dirty, unkept. And then part of me was like, okay, wait. He didn't say nigger with the hard R. He said nigger. So, I mean, he could date a black girl. But then he kept going nigga, 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 nigga. Okay, look. There's only so many times that you can say it before an ass whooping will occur. You know, and I felt so bad for this woman who's just going arguing with him. She's just she is pissed. But then part of me was pissed off at her, like, why are you letting this motherfucker right here really get you out of character unless that really is your character? And then she hit him. Oh. But why was he wearing a fucking Burger King hat? What the hell was up with that? That's another thing. It's just like there was, you look at him and you see crazy. Yep. I'm not about to argue with crazy. There's no point in crazy. He looked like he went, he looked like he spent his life savings on that commercial air flight. So he probably didn't even have a home to go to after he got off the flight. And I'm just like, me, I'm the guy, the black guy with the phone recording it, laughing his ass off. Because that's what I would have done. But I take that back. I would have immediately asked to be moved because I don't need you to be crazy behind my back. Okay? 
you can go be crazy behind that white person over there's back and you can say nigga all as many times as you want to long as you're on that side of the plane and your crazy ass is away from me but i'm just like what when he got on the plane was that part of his plan man i don't think i'm not sure what happened because i've watched the clip you know a couple of times i don't know what led to all the niggerations that was going on (laughs) he said he said nigger nigga more times than any black hip-hop artist has ever said collectively he said it a lot it was it was so you had to like i couldn't even get mad i honestly could not get mad i was like how many so i gotta ask (laughs) how many times does a white person have to say um before it's funny when you get to about the 10th time it's like (laughs) all right i don't even i can't even take you seriously you know what i mean like there's that to me that's when it comes becomes funny it's just like when a person goes you're stupid nigga that's when you get pissed off because they said it one time it was one shot boom i'm coming back but when Basically. you get it to five times, like, okay, something ain't right. This is a little bit more than racism. <laughs> yeah. This is a little bit. Did his psychiatrist, is there a psychiatrist on the plane? <laughs> With a doctor's bag? Because this motherfucker needs a shot. Like saying it in a sentence, like calling somebody it, and then like saying it like maybe once or twice he wasn't when even, you're yelling. I don't know but, if he was, I don't know if his goal was to say nigga, each for like every nigga in the world. <laughs> it seemed like that's what he was trying to. He was that he was, was his goal. The aisle is just this. this I don't know if he had a clicker like nigga 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 nigga. How many times? Oh lord, nigga 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 nigga. Oh god, it was just like. And I guess that's why I was so pressed by the woman who was so upset because it was just like, girl, he is not even worth it. You better sit down, eat your peanuts. Order another drink, put that mask back on, and go on about your way. What happened to what are the the air marshals? Aren't they on every flight? No, not every flight. They should have been on that flight, most definitely, <laughs> because I mean he got arrested. They were there waiting for him when he got off the plane, but it was just like I just. It really does make you kind of wonder, like where is like every time you hear somebody say, "Well, somebody said it around me," I just punch him in the face. You think a whole plane full of people no one thought let me just go punch this guy just because yeah everyone wanted to kick his ass number one for when i get on a plane i'm trying to sleep okay <laughs> and if there is a situation on the plane that awakens me i want it to be a little bit better than this crazy ass motherfucker said nigga 500 times i mean i want it to be a couple break up that like i don't know a guy is on the flight with his side chick then boom out the bathroom comes the wife with the cart wake me up for that i want to see how this goes down that is some action right there but you don't want to see this i would have been pissed really motherfucker you ruined this whole you ruined my whole flight nap Okay. Yeah, at 3 a.m. I took t- I took five Tylenol PMs for this flight. I wanted to sleep really good, but now everyone has been awoken by your retarded ass. And I'm sorry I said retarded because you're not supposed to say retarded anymore. Your Wait. stupid ass. No, Keisha, say it 37 times. Then it's I okay. <laughs> I was Apparently, just... 
we've now found the magic number. Say something 15 times, and it's okay then. And the thing about it is, after this year, we have heard it all. The last thing that's about to bother me is some motherfucker calling me a nigga 15 times. I, that's all you got. You went straight to the obvious? Really? And he really, he really, you know, with a kid, when you're doing the, um, you're saying something, no, 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 That was basically That was him. That was a childish fucking And then you're just like, is he still back there saying nigga? Nigga, please. This is so dumb. Like, it was literally just dumb. I can't, I'm not even, I'm not even offended by it. I'm not offended by it at all because I'm like, this person has really lost his marbles. I'm not, no, uh-uh, no. Isn't it funny how you don't get offended by crazy? No, because crazy is just fucking crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, crazy doesn't care who you are, what you are, what you have. They don't give a fuck because you know why? They're crazy. And that is why this crazy motherfucker gets the bitch please of the week from the Libra Lounge with Keisha. We will see you guys next week. It's the Libra Lounge. The Libra Lounge. Ooh.